what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about ant-man and the wasp quantumania the newest marvel film to hit the theaters we're going to talk about all the things we're going to talk about the ruds and their pauls talk about the majors and their jonathans we're going to talk about getting real small and society's living on a molecular level, all the stuff. And if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. everybody welcome to yet another episode of the first ones to die podcast i am your lovely host jerome rett here with a special guest and also uh my favorite of the other two co-hosts alex yeah that's right jonathan i'm throwing shade because you're not here <laughs> it's not true it's fine he always throws shade at me <laughs> it's not that's not true i love you both equally but uh but alex you you like we got that brother sister thing going on so <laughs> that's his nice way of saying that i'm mean to him but in a nice way <laughs> loving way how are you doing how are you i'm doing good uh got into a little fender bender yesterday but like my car's fine it's I love having an older car because when it does get hit, it keeps going. Although now that it's cold, it keeps dying on me. So I have to jump it. So, you know, it's like a catch 22 with that car. Um, but I'm doing good. Not bad. I saw the movie we're reviewing today. So it's uh, fresh in my mind. I don't have questions written out like I did with uh, James and Giant Peach. I feel like it was pretty solid <laughs> storytelling for this one. So... But all around, like, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just been kind of living life. Um, uh, getting ready for, uh, once again, I'm going to plug it again. But this time it's the beginning of the episode, not the end, like I did a couple weeks back. Uh, you know, excited for my short story from DC Comics to come out uh, with the new talent showcase coming. That's going to be on March 18th. So mark your calendars, audience, uh, and come to your local comic book store so you can pick up uh, stories by not only myself, but also all the Milestone Initiative uh, cohort. So come check out all those stories. And if you want to read some of what the cohorts already worked on already, go pick up DC Power number one already in your local comic book store. I have my copy. Get you a copy so you can have some. Uh, plus, it's just good stories, you know, like find out more about black characters in the DC universe. All right. There's a lot of them that don't get a lot of shine. So um, but other than that, I've been uh, chilling. I've been watching uh, Justified um, from FX, the old series with Timothy Oliphant. Um, it's been good. It's been great. It's like a Western. Oh, it's yeah, like, I know. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it feels like like a more adult Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Because he's like this. He's like a U.S. Marshal that's been uh, essentially like ex like more or less kind of banished to Kentucky. You know what? It's Texas Ranger off a of cw yeah yeah because i think the old texas ranger was even like yeah connected to warner brothers studio mm -hmm. warner brothers and cw yeah once you get things off of there things get a little more adult so it's it's good if you're not if you haven't watched justified the whole series on hulu watch the whole thing it's great i love i'm loving it because I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, as as I'm sure, audience, you could tell, Jonathan is not here. Uh, it's because Jonathan is traveling right now. 
Um, but he will be back next episode. Uh, uh, so look forward to hearing his fantastic voice next episode. But uh, And really quick, uh, he is traveling over to Dallas to see his sister who just recently had a baby. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to her. Um, the baby is adorable. I can't remember her name. <laughs> I'm terrible with names, but it is an adorable, an adorable little baby. Yeah. So congratulations. And uh, Jonathan, uh, we're thinking about you. Hope you're doing well in Dallas if you're listening to this episode. Probably not, though, because you'll listen to the episodes you're not on. Anyway, <laughs> in the in the meantime, we have another fantastic host and a familiar voice if you watched our Valentine's Day episode or listened to our Valentine's Day episode of uh, my lovely girlfriend, uh, Ari is here to join us and talk about this movie. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Been really busy at work lately. Uh, my nanny baby just turned one years old. Uh, a big, big boy. So we've been really preparing for his party. Uh, so I'm looking forward oh, look, to that. Babies all around. Babies all around. Oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've been playing uh, It Takes Two. Uh, the last time was terrible. It was terrible. That poor fucking elephant. That's spoilers. You're spoiling the game for people who haven't played it. I have no (laughs) idea. What what is It Takes Two? It's a co-op game, a couch co-op game that, uh, about this, uh, divorcing couple working on their relationship as they try and, uh, break a curse in which they are now, like, dolls. Uh, that have been made by their daughter and they're trying to rever- uh, reverse the spell so they can be human again. Uh, but through the process of doing that, they are becoming uh, uh, friends again and building their relationship and getting stronger. Uh, yeah, it is incredibly That sounds fun. like an Outer Limits episode. And I'm pretty sure it is an Outer <laughs> Limits episode. Yeah, every... There's that one... Sorry. Oh, sorry. There's an episode of like Outer Limits, which was a show back in like early 2090s. It was like trying to replace the Twilight Zone, where one, it's uh, the girl, the like daughter has a virtual game and she's making the perfect family and her family starts slowly changing person by person. So they're all different people. Yeah, it's a really creepy. I'm sorry. That's what the game now reminds me of. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it's it's an amazing game. Every single level has different mechanics introduced. And so like every single level is super fun and different. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm terrible at platforming in this game. Just <laughs> absolutely terrible at jumping. It did it's win painful. Game of the Year, though. So yeah, it's uh, it's great. Rightfully so. so. It's it's a great game. Uh, still sounds a little crazy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I fucking hate the book. That stupid book. There's a book. There's a there's there's a Spanish book. <laughs> oh, Doctor Hakim. Doctor Hakim. The book of love. Like, that's how he sounds the whole game. <laughs> it's painful. It is so, especially because you're half Mexican. That's, so I just like, in my head, I'm like, do you know yeah, anybody? Yeah, I was like, that sounds like that. racist. Yeah, it feels it like a microaggression. Is, yeah. It is because, especially because the, the person yeah. who plays him is a white dude. Because <laughs> it's the same person who plays the dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so that's why it sounds like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. At least I think he's white. I don't know if he's half Hispanic. Maybe he is, or Maybe. half Mexican. I mean, uh, I don't look it. So, <laughs> uh, but it's okay. We all come in different shades. But uh, you do. But uh, anything else to report, Miss um, Lady? No, I'm gonna make an ice cream cake tonight. 
That'll be fun. <laughs> I look forward to ice cream. <laughs> well, speaking of ice cream, look forward to ice cream and, uh, <laughs> and people that work for ice cream companies. Ant Man. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go there, but it just worked out, so I just I had to take Baskin advantage. Robin. Did it though? I felt like that was a little weak. No, Baskin Robbins. You worked at Dairy Earned. You worked there for like ten minutes in a movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, enough for it to be a know. be a plot point in this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania, to be more specific, because there already was an Ant Man and the Wasp movie, um, and uh, it's the newest one uh, to come out. It is not doing well uh, critically. Financially, it's doing fine. I think. I think uh, people are going out to see it. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah, critically though, uh, I don't know, man. People ain't feeling this movie. <laughs> just, oh. I just well, because this one was supposed to be the jump off start of uh, what is it, Phase Five? Yeah, for Disney films. Well, because so I, this was like people are like, oh, I have to go see it. Because let me let me look at the. I remember look at the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, it's sitting at a forty eight percent Rotten Tomato score, critic score, eighty three percent audience score. So the audience is feeling it. Critics not so much. Uh, which is interesting to me. Yeah, but you can't go buy off like Rotten Tomatoes anymore. You get like their their whole reviewing system is off. Like you can find that they review like good movies and they're like, oh, it's only at a twenty percent. Like that's bullshit. well, it's like so Rotten I would Tomatoes, never go off a Rotten well, Tomatoes. Well, Rotten Tomatoes isn't a review site. It, all it does is just compile reviews together and just give an average blanket score. That's why I'm like, there's some people who are like, but Rotten Tomatoes said I'm like, Rotten Tomatoes is literally like walking into a room and asking a thousand people what they thought about a movie at the same time and trying to gauge if the movie's good off of that. Like, cold. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, that's, that's yeah. how, that's, you can't necessarily just be like, Rotten Tomatoes said it's a 50%, so the movie's bad. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I, I do think it is weird though, there, that a lot of the reviews have come in for this movie have been very like middle of the road to it's bad. Which I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, we're going to give uh, audience, uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time and don't know how we do our reviews, uh, we're going to give just our general thoughts about the movie, just saying whether we liked it or not, things we liked, things we didn't like, uh, if there are any. And then after that, we're going to do a whole spoiler section. Um, and we will announce when that happens. So don't worry. You know, if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, stick around for our general thoughts and then we will tell you when the spoiler section is coming up so that you can hop off, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast goodness because we know you're going to want you're going to want a piece of this. All right. Trust me. You're going to want to hear this whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with you, Alex. What do you think of Ant-Man the Wasp? I didn't like that. Pod, like, I, <laughs> um, the podcast goodness thing has lasted since we were behind the Usher station. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure I still make that same face every single video. Um, so it's not bad. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. The fact that the whole movie is pretty much CGI is impressive because the CGI didn't look horrible. Um, but the actual like story is kind of not great. It, like without going into too much detail, I don't. They Kang became weak almost in the middle when fighting Ant Man when he did all this cool stuff at the beginning when he was first being introduced. 
they like took away his power like in the middle almost and it was just like well this could have been a more epic battle going on between these two and that kind of made the movie feel like it was slowing down a lot more and the ending i wish it had ended a different way and i wish i could i, I will go into more detail with that but overall it was just a movie i like enjoyed because it was a paul rudd movie more than anything <laughs> i enjoyed his acting i enjoyed his character not too much fan of everything else that was going on and i get what was going on because this is kind of the introduction phase for for five phase five for disney and they're trying to have this almost as a you know an open chapter and introducing kang um but i feel like they kind of dropped the ball on it a bit they could have done much more with this so that's kind of where I'm standing on it right now. Uh, Ari, what do you think? Um, I liked it. I am not like a movie critic connoisseur. I go off of vibes. <laughs> if I like a movie, I do. Um, and as far as visuals, like shapes and colors, loved it. I love like sci-fi. Like it felt like space western almost like in the in the way that it was presented. Um, so I liked it. I think Paul Rudd is funny. Uh, yeah, the, the, the plot was a little bit tired. I don't know. I feel like it's just been done a lot, but that's kind of like the movie theater recipe. So, yeah. Especially for Marvel. Especially for Marvel. <laughs> they like what they like, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Really do. I mean, I enjoyed myself. It was fun. Uh, I, I think I, I definitely uh, feel a lot of your sentiments, Alex, um, on this movie. I think I do. I do think it's okay. Um, I don't think it's amazing or anything. I don't think it's like bad. Um, but I do think the movie where the movie falls flat is that it's not willing to go the places that I think it should, especially because I know that, that I get, I get it. This movie wanted to be another Ant-Man movie. And in history of the Ant-Man franchise so far, it's been that the Ant-Man movies have been very low key, very down to earth. Like we're not saving the world. We're just trying to like, like steal something or we're just trying to like, you know, get a get a laboratory back from like some bad guys. Like that's that's always been like where the Ant-Man movies have thrived. This one is like introducing this larger than life character. And by all accounts, this character is supposed to be like the next Thanos, essentially, with like how big and bad he's supposed to be. And yet they don't want to go the mile of like him being that character because they're like, well, it's Ant-Man. It still has to be goofy and lighthearted. And it's like, OK, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Is this a serious dark movie introducing this super like evil badass character or is it an ant-man movie that's super lighthearted? because if you're if you wanted to be a badass like introduction then ant-man the this ant-man movie has to be different than the rest it can't be like the rest of them because it's a totally different vibe and expectation and feel and i feel like this movie struggled trying to balance the two out without instead of just picking one or the other and i almost wish this was a like that Kang was the same, you know, same character, everything in this movie, but that this wasn't an Ant-Man movie, that it was any other Marvel character. <laughs> because I feel like it, it would have been better. It kind of has that same vibe. 
It kind of has that same vibe of where they're like, oh, it's a Doctor Strange movie, you know, the multiverse madness. No, no, no. It was a Wanda movie. This was a Wanda movie. It was the mm-hmm. villain's movie. And we were focusing on that. You named it Doctor Strange, but like, we know who we are watching and like, who's like the focus of the story. It wasn't Ant-Man. It was King. And like, that's cool. And like, this introduction is cool, but like, this is an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. So I, I really, I was kind of disappointed in like, that they in in the sense that I'm like this is phase five like we're we're really deep in the weeds now in the MCU y'all have got to start changing it up <laughs> in the formula because at this point it's like you know what I mean like there's a reason when the McRib comes back in McDonald's everybody lines up to get the McRib because you can only get it for a limited time the end games and the Infinity Wars are the McRibs at this point of the MCU because everything else we're getting from this point forward is like everything that we've already gotten before from the MCU constantly. And when you got like DC Comics coming out on the bend, they're, they're, they're gonna change some things up. They got James Gunn at the helm now and all this other stuff coming. I'm like, if they don't start changing up the strategy, I'm worried they're gonna be, it's gonna be like the 2000s again, where DC was on top with the Dark Knights and the Batmans and Superman. Like they, they were the ones making the movies people wanted to see. And the, and the Marvel movies we were getting were Ghost Rider and Elektra <laughs> and Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, those were you know horrible. what I mean. <laughs> Ghost Rider wasn't was Ghost Rider wasn't Ghost Rider wasn't as bad as Electro or Daredevil, but it was it still could like have been worse. It's yeah. still on the, low, the lower side. The only best one was Blade. That was the good one. <laughs> I don't feel like I've seen like any. Of and these. I, I've never oh, seen. Blade. I, think watch. I, just, I think I just glossed over it. Listen, you like, want to know why people appreciate the MCU now? It's because we got those <laughs> like back in the day. See, I looked up like the watch the timeline in order. I don't think I watched those. Those weren't MCU movies back then. That's back when Marvel was just making movies to make movies. The yeah. best ones were Spider Man one and yeah. two, X Men one and two, Iron Man. and Blade. Iron Man was the start of the MCU because Marvel had made movies for a while, except mm-hmm. X-Men movies after that. And then Iron Man came and it was like, oh, shoot, Marvel can make movies that aren't X-Men and they be good. <laughs> well, that's the way it's with DC. DC can make movies that aren't about Batman and Superman. Well, still, clearly not. They can't. <laughs> well, I mean, you Deadpool? know, you got. That's still got going Wonder to Woman be their jumping off start. Oh, always. Deadpool. Deadpool's also Marvel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. And then fuck The myself. only reason I remember... No, the only reason I remember De- uh, Deadpool being Marvel is because he uh, interacts with the X-Men. Oh, he interacts with Spider-Man. That's the only way I remember... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is a... There's I gotta whole... get that Spider-Man Deadpool comic one day. Mm-hmm. I remember okay. reading them when I came out, but... Anyway, so those are our general thoughts about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania... Uh, audience, uh, very lukewarm, very lukewarm. <laughs> um, uh, we're about to get into the spoiler section, but before you go, hold on, wait a minute, don't don't pause just yet. Hold on, before you go, uh, if you want to hear more reviews from us or hear more about what we got going on, go on over to the YouTube channel, The First Ones to Die, and follow us on all our social medias at The First Ones to Die to see all news about all new reviews we're doing, uh, content, all types of stuff. So uh, make sure you do that. Then you know. Pause this. Don't stop it. Just pause it. Go watch the movie. Come on back. Listen to what else we have to say. Um, going to spoilers. Do you guys want to start with Kang? 
Because I feel like he's the best part of this movie. No, I'm handsome. <laughs> no, I want to start with the thing that pissed me off the okay. most, and that was the end. I want to okay, start yeah, straight yeah. off the Let's end. start with the ending. Why not? They, 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 they teased us with his death. They're like, it kind of felt like Scott Lang was going to die. They even gave that brilliant line of like, hey... I don't have to win. We just both have to See, lose. I thought it wasn't going to, that felt, he was going to die is that they were both going to be stuck there. They were just going to be I there thought. the rest of, forever. That still would have been better. I either Scott Lang dying or them being stuck together would have felt more. Uh, oh no, no. The whole thing's gone. Would have felt better. <laughs> Audience. Now. Uh, well, none of this is going to go in the episode. I'm going to cut all this out anyway. <laughs> I, I forgot the is it not me because she's the, <gasps> I'm not the problem there we go <laughs> we're back are we back it wasn't no, me it wasn't me this <laughs> was time was it yeah you guys left oh the wifi is still up because okay it... ha alright <laughs> how does it well, feel well uh anyway uh <laughs> continue what you were saying <laughs> um I thought the story would have ended better either with Scott Lang dying or getting stuck in that, you know, quantum realm. Because also, after that delivery of that line, it, it builds this, like, climax of something going to happen. It's a badass line. But then it's kind of anti... <laughs> yeah, it's a badass line. But it's, like, anticlimactic when it's like, oh, well, all right, everybody's alive. Yeah, so even if he... Does it really like matter? Like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, if they got stuck there, it felt very, like, do ex machina that, like... And then the daughter saves them and they come back out. Like, I feel like they should have been stuck yeah. there at the end Supposedly, of the movie. Supposedly, from I've heard a rumor that there was a, that the, the script got kept getting rewritten and that the original ending was that Ant-Man was supposed to lose. And then I don't know if Kang was going to escape or whatever, but uh, Wasp wasn't going to come to save him and that Kang was going to escape was the original, one of the original endings they had for this movie. And then they changed, and I'm sure what happened is they probably changed it because either they put in front of test audiences and test audiences were like, not nah, Ant-Man, <laughs> not Paul Rudd. They, they really got to <laughs> stop using test audiences because at this point, they're just fucking over their own movies. Apparently. Like, I just, like, that's that's what I meant by, like, in my general thoughts where I'm like, this movie feels like they don't want to make the leaps that this movie needs. Because if you're... Because like one of the best part about Thanos not being in any of the movies like as like a threat until the last two, you know, with Infinity War and Endgame was that you had all this build up. Like you have all these characters. You got Gamora, Ronan, um, Nebula, like all these characters being like, yo, when Thanos gets here, though, like Thanos is going to wreck shop. Like he's going to kick some ass and we ain't ready for that. We don't want the smoke. Like you, is all this build up to this character. So then when they hit Infinity War and the first thing this man does is hand the Hulk his ass and kill, like, kill Loki, beat the shit out of Thor and then just be like, and I wish somebody would say something about it and then disappear. Like that, that it's, it established a yeah. tone immediately. Like this dude is not to be messed with. Like they weren't bullshitting. Like he really is a monster. <laughs> and, and that's also what I was saying about how like they had King have show this like amazing power way at the beginning and like then he can't defeat Ant-Man. That's and that's the thing. It's like And like Ant-Man he's the one that dies this. like dies. <laughs> quote of course he doesn't. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, so Ant-Man I know he has like a sense of dread in him now forever till the next day. But it's like he just goes on with his happy merry little way and it's like, well, no, that's not ominous or anything. Oh, he gets a creepy feeling. We all get creepy feelings. Right. 
like it's not a like a it's a normal thing. So I felt like what they made Kang look weaker. They could have given like the character a much cooler way to end the movie, and it just felt like it was so anticlimactic. Like oh okay, hero one, I guess. In a way, yeah, and that's what I felt like at the end of this movie, especially because there's which sucks because I like Paul Rudd a well, lot. I feel like <laughs> don't want because I die. didn't want him to die, but I feel like it would have been cool if maybe Kang did was stuck. But if him and Ant Man had been stuck together, and then Kang's like, I like you forwarded my plans, but I know nothing about Pym technology, so I'm going to keep you alive because I need you. But like, but make no mistake, the second I don't, I will kill you. <laughs> and it's like, and then, cause they're supposed to, the Avengers movie this is all leading to is called Kang Dynasty. So when we get there, like, I assume, like it would have been cool if all this build up, and then when we get to Kang Dynasty, Ant-Man's still alive and, and he escapes somehow and he gets to the Avengers like, y'all don't understand, this man is like unstoppable. <laughs> Like, it would have been a cool well, thing. Well, that was more a nebula of Thanos' bad news. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when he talked even about the being in the quantum realm in the Avengers Endgame, where he's like, oh, it's only, like, been five hours down there for me. And he's like, I need food. And I'm like, I need a sandwich. And there was that, like, sense of urgency and panic of being trapped in this whole other realm. For so long. And while years and mm-hmm. years, yeah, while years and years pass you by, it's only been five hours? Like, how long Like, that's creepy. There? So, like, <laughs> that's, and I I, 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 I thought it was yeah. weird that Paul Rudd does bring, Ant-Man brings that up to Cassie when she's like, we have to help these people. And he's like, do you understand? Like, I've been here. I, I know what it's like to be in the quantum realm. For all we know, we could be here for, like, minutes. And meanwhile, in the real world, we've been gone for like hundreds of years. And he, they say that in Your like- Your mom could be dead. <laughs> right, but they say that in one line and then Cassie's like, ah! And then hey, they just fine. forget about it for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, no, that's like a legit concern. <laughs> like for all you know, y'all could be down yeah. there for, for years in the real world. Well, it's like when they're like, oh, uh, you know, have people come back to reality after Thanos' snap. And everybody's like, well, they've been gone for five years. Now we have all these other issues. Try imagining bringing everybody that was in the quantum realm. They could be back from like hundreds of years, just bringing them into the modern mm-hmm. age. That's a whole new system you got to deal with. Also, I was thinking like the people down there, wouldn't they have gotten snapped too? Nobody said anything about being snapped. I, I guess not. But they're the, half of all life in the universe. I think because it's technically... Is it because it's it a different outside? Technically, Delphi Realm. No, yeah. what it is is they didn't yeah. know that existed yet because they hadn't written it. <laughs> so they like this. This is after. Yeah, but you. But they, it's a different realm. It's a different realm. So they could use that well, because, like, that it was like a whole. I only say world. it that way because this is literally how comic books operate too. Where it's like Batman will be doing this thing, and then like in a like story years later it's like and uh, like but what you didn't know is that in crime alley there was also another criminal that shot batman's uh parents and you're like well where were they the entire time shut up and read this batman story like it's like exactly because they didn't exist before you came up with this idea and you didn't think about how it ties into the rest of the universe or how it breaks the universe every movie show and book and everything they're like, this is a great way to fix this problem. Well, why didn't they use it way at the beginning? That's not the point. It's great to fix it mm-hmm. now. It's the same um, thing when like but uh, just, they bring up Captain Marvel in in her movie, where her movie takes place in the 90s and she meets 
uh, Nick Fury and Coulson and people were like, wait a minute, hold on a second. If she existed in the 90s and S.H.I.E.L.D. knows she was there, why are they surprised with all these superheroes <laughs> running around and all these powers and aliens and what? Why would we not already have stuff in place to deal with them by the time we hit Avengers when there's a whole alien invasion and the government's just like, let's just nuke the city. Because there was already aliens. Right. We already knew that aliens existed. <laughs> no, that was that was the government's plan to nuke the city. <laughs> That's it. That's usually the plan in movie in governments and movies. Just nuke the city. It's fine. Well, all those people, I mean. But I, for me, I, I think that's another part of the contention for me in the movie where I'm like, I I get that the quantum realm, like it's like, you know, to save on budget, you want to have like human characters uh, in like your magic realms. And it makes sense in space because humans have been to space. So it's like, I don't know, maybe you got sucked into a wormhole or something or whatever. So when we, you know, travel with the guardians and we land on a planet and there's just a human person there, it's like, okay, sure. Cause also hypothetically, maybe they're not a human. Maybe that's just a form they're taking, but they can shape shift or something. But in the quantum realm, I'm like, why are there people here? In fact, the quantum realm looks too much like space to me where I'm like, everything is on flat ground. Like, I feel like, Marvel's realms are starting to all feel the same. It's like everything if you're in space, everything feels like space if it's not Earth. Like, like I'm just like, it'd be cool if maybe like gravity is weird here, or maybe That's like a lot of mental effort for the team though. But I'm just saying, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff where they try, and they, there are some creative ideas in here. But just the idea of like. The most creative it ever gets is you have to drink the ooze of another character in here to to understand the language and the houses are alive. That's it. I would just like to say, though, what was with the holes guy? That made me wildly uncomfortable. Well, it's just like the taser face joke in Guardians 2 where it's like the writers think this is so funny because they're like... They're running jokes, though. There was was a lot of of beating of dead horses of the jokes in this. Like, they really made Darren... It, what was it? Uh, oh, George Lopez. Modoc. Um, yeah. From, um, yeah. From Shark uh, Boy. <laughs> Lava Girl. That's all I could think of. Yeah. I'm like, that's the same idea. And they also set it up like, this man is a trained killer. He's not man. He's not machine. You need to be fucking afraid. And then they get here and it's just a baby with guns. What's funny is, too, is like, that is what Modoc looks like in the comics. But Modoc is like, a threat like he's a serious threat he's a serious character and in this he's just a regular dude he's just like hey guys how's it going what's going on anyway i'm gonna kill you like he got he got killed he got i don't know his ass handed to him by a a moody young adult teenager (laughs) (laughs) the young adult in this movie uh, cassie his daughter i also thought she was she was an interesting development, but also she seemed a little bit like forcibly made. Yeah. Like she's a political activist and like cool and like she's getting arrested. Like, yeah, that has a vibe. But then also she understands like quantum dynamics and, you know, all this stuff. Like, you're like 16, man. Major. How are you this smart already? Is she 16? Yeah. I thought she was older than that. Uh,. No, she's supposed to be, because I think Ant Man. Every teenager sixteen. Ant Man the Wasp. She's like a. Le- like I think she's supposed to be like ten or something, and in and then if we're saying like she skipped five years because of Thanos, 
and then like another extra year for like things going back to normal. I guess we could say she's probably 16. 16, 17. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I did, I did, uh, I did feel chemistry bef- with her and the leader of the tribe. I, I looked it up on the eye. Gentora. Yeah. I felt chemistry there, okay? I, I don't care. <laughs> you just kept looking at her ass. Probably was, I mean. Okay, but like, <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> I I was too. I was like, dang, she's strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, at least she looks strong. She could pick me up. <laughs> Mall for Ben Fressen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I was like, you're like 16. I thought she was why are 20s. you this? Why is it all this? Because Catherine Newton's. In why are all 20s. the kids though this smart? Yeah, I well, Catherine. Yeah. I yeah. I do think that is a thing that is. It's why because uh, Riri Williams in Black Panther um, is another one of those characters where it's like it's why she never really sold well. People had an issue when that character was introduced because uh, her first story is like. She's in college, but yo, she's 16 in college because she's so smart. Um, in fact, they literally put a number on it. They say she's the eighth smartest person in the Marvel Universe. And she built an Iron Man suit in college out of junk. And a lot of people were like, okay, let me get this straight. This man who's a billionaire needs billions of dollars to make an Iron Man suit. He made an Iron Man suit in a cave. Yeah, yeah but okay. it fell apart. <laughs> and it was literally poisoning him. Too like it, it was like yeah literally but this girl him. she made an Iron Man suit just in her backyard no problem and and a lot of people had an issue with that when she's a Chuso in Black Panther when they're like yep she just has Iron Man tech and now it's like now you got Cassie who's like yep Cassie didn't have to go to school for engineering nothing she just builds a quantum radio essentially it's hereditary but that's thing no, no I'm see, just saying I was, Scott I didn't was build Scott's not a, a, a that smart though Hank is she's not related to him at all oh okay I guess yeah it's like and that was like mom. that was like another that was like another thing too is like the quantum realm isn't like supposed to be well known right there's not a lot of research or study mm-hmm. on it um, that's why it took so long to get that mom out. So, like, how did you, how were you able to understand the quantum realm enough to be able to build a beacon and then it transform into a portal well, to Well, Kang it? made, the, made it a portal. But they she say that they, they try to excuse okay, yeah, it by yeah. saying, like, well, she's been doing it with Hank and Hope. And I'm like, they don't know anything about the quantum realm. Only Scott and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Janet do. Also, so... <laughs> It's it's clearly shown Hope does not approve of the beacon. She gets oh, yeah, mad. Janet. She's like, shut it <laughs> Janet. off. Janet, it's, sorry. It's, trust me, it's like that's, yeah. why the fuck did Janet not say anything yeah, that's, about her time there? Because the script needs her to not tell them what's going on so that the plot can happen. I know, but the second like <laughs> shit went down, I got stuck in there, I'd be like, no. Sit your ass down. Tell me exactly what you know. Well, especially because, like, when they first arrive, she's like, I don't have time to tell you what's going on. And that, and that creature and those ships fly by. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess that makes sense. But then they're walking to the bar. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me this whole journey to just get to this space bar? You didn't have time to tell us then <laughs> what's going on? Walk and talk. Walk and talk. <laughs> Uh, did they ever explain why she built a beacon for the for the quantum they, realm? Why she was trying just, to just wanted to Yeah, she was just trying to like I think like Cassie said she was trying they were trying to 
map it so that the thing that <sighs> yeah. happened to her dad wouldn't happen again. Yeah, I think they were just trying to make a like map it so they could figure out what like how to you find him down there. There has to be some sort of movie hook. <laughs> I just yeah, it's just like uh, Cassie's whole thing because I, I, I think Catherine Newton's doing a, all the actors do I think a pretty decent job I think Jonathan Majors and Paul Rudd are doing the best job especially Jonathan Majors yeah but I do yes we know our yeah. love <laughs> but I do think that uh, Cassie's character was underdeveloped or at least the relationship between her and Ant-Man was underdeveloped because I'm like because this whole thing of her wanting to be essentially a superhero but then, like, Scott, like, Scott is not discouraging her from being a superhero, but just doing it in a way that keeps her safe. And she just keeps dismissing him like he hasn't gone through, like, a lot of shit in his life. The man's been go- gone to jail multiple times for doing the right thing before he was Ant-Man. After he was Ant-Man, he got trapped in the quantum realm and had to help the event. And that was after he went to jail for helping Captain America. Like, if anybody knows what it's like to be a superhero, but do it the wrong way, it's Ant-Man. <laughs> and also, like, there was that whole second movie where he was under house arrest, and it's like, your father couldn't leave his house. Because of his superhero like, rogues. He, he knows stuff, yeah. Because <laughs> of his superhero rogues. Like, he missed a good chunk of your life. But le- yeah, let me go do that, too. And then also, she kept, like, she, she brought it up. Like, you were gone. Like, like he went out to get milk and then left her (laughs) not like i mean i guess she didn't like in that five years but also they thought she thought that he got blipped so why is he why was she upset well it's more that she's upset because she's like dad you don't do anything and i'm and he's like yeah i did it because i already did the thing there's no like and also this is the marvel universe girl we kill our villains. There's no, there's none left to fight right now. There's nothing well, to do. Well, not, right? They came she back. She wants to become a senator, okay? Pass <laughs> legislation. I have book readings to do. <laughs> you see this fancy-ass house we live in? It is not cheap. <laughs> Which, funny enough, I was telling yeah, Ari, you can buy that book, by the way, by Scott Lang, like on Amazon. I believe it. <laughs> I would not doubt that, of course. Marvel will, like, find a way to pocket anything anyway. That's true. They're, they're trying to make money no matter they're any way they can. But I, Heck, we'll make books made by fictional yeah, characters. It. Screw yeah, it. Disney literally has their hands in every goddamn pudding pie. <laughs> they do. I, I just wish Cassie, I wish there was more conversation between the two of them because the whole thing is just Cassie being like, Dad, you don't do anything. And I'm like, I'm Ant-Man. Okay, I have saved the world twice over. He deserves a break. He deserves a break. He's been through a lot. Maybe give him some time after, you know, going into space and fighting. Yeah, you fight your first Spider-Man or space alien, and then you come talk to me about the struggles of being a superhero. No, she wants him to go and, like, volunteer at soup kitchens. She wants him to be Batman. She wants him to go out every night in the Ant-Man suit and fight crime. Your boy's old. Pretty sure He's Batman's tired. on drugs to keep up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's on drugs. He's on taking caffeine pills. You mean cocaine pills? Let's go for crime. Hey, this is a family show. <laughs> this I is a family show. Definitely not the, uh, a <laughs> family show. All right. Our, every episode has been marked explicit on this podcast. <laughs> How 
dare you. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, the Janet thing though was frustrating of Janet consistently not telling them what was going on. And they keep being like, mom, what's going on? Janet, tell us what's going on. I, I just can't. It's like, yes, you can. We're literally in the ship right now. Any information is good information. And then they kind of glossed over the fact that like, maybe it wasn't that she had an affair because she thought she was never going home. But then when she got back, she didn't tell her husband because she said, there's nobody down there. And I feel like that lying was betrayal of their relationship. Like if, if she had been like, hey, I didn't think I was coming home. Like I saw other people like, you know, but I was like, oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, that's fine. Again, it's because none of that existed before. <laughs> so it never was a plot point till now. And then her like ex or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray, okay. Bill Murray was in yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> was like, yeah, I tapped that. This is your husband? Hey, I tapped that. I tapped that a lot. Okay. Anyway, let's go to jail. Like, <laughs> and then that was fine. Bill Murray's inclusion in this movie makes no sense too. Because it feels like- He's just a person. Well, not only that, it it feels like he could have been any other character and would not have changed the plot at all. Mm. Well, they gotta they gotta introduce Kane even more. He well, was kind of building up towards it. Too. It's more just the fact that Bill it's Bill Murray. I'm like, you got Bill Murray, and all y'all had him do was just do this. Like, <laughs> what did you want him to do? Well, this I wanted him to be, be kind of like how Lawrence Fishburne was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Where he's a character. I didn't want him to do an action sequence or nothing. He had literally one but scene. Lawrence Fishburne like is throughout the entire movie. He's like a person. Not this movie. This is like Bill. He might as well have been Bill Murray. Just been like, hey, I'm Bill. You know, like in between movies, sometimes I hang out in the quantum realm. Anyway, <laughs> like, what's going on? I bet he does. He probably has enough money. Uh, but I think when they went into the core, that was a pretty cool scene. I like that. That was fun. I, kaleidoscope, I will, I will, Paul Rudd. Yeah, I will say like the C, the CGI really is like decent in this film. It wasn't as glitchy or cartoony as I thought it was going to be, and this pretty much the whole film is filmed in like mm-hmm. CGI and green screen. So like I will yeah, give props to that that it was it looked visually you know pretty and like colorful and bright and it was like being in a kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. Where you just you know keep things keep swinging. the only thing that was distracting was the um the green screen like sometimes the green screen looked really good sometimes the it. green screen it was like you could tell it's like y'all are clearly on a sound stage um but overall I I do agree I think the CG looked great especially on the ants ants look cool <laughs> I like ants yeah well, they did uh, the ants looked really cool um. I don't trust them. <laughs> what I watch. The one day videos. rise against us and take our revenge. The one day rise against us and There's take our revenge. There's enough of them to do it. <laughs> nah, they are. Just there are, and they can lift out of hominoids. Yeah, strong females. Okay. I. They yeah. work and they live and they take lots of naps a day and they are quite cute in my opinion. You mean strong females? Well, the ants are males, and then no. the and the queens are no. the ones that. Uh... No, all of the ants no, are infertile females. There's only a couple of males, and they do a mating flight, and then all the males die. And so every egg the the queen lays yeah. is a female until it's time to lay more babies for the mating flight, oh, and see. pass on her genetics. Okay, you don't even know your gender is not that useful in that mm-hmm. many species. Yeah, you're just a pretty face. 
<laughs> yeah, I like you, Ari. I like you. <laughs> I'll have you know. Male ants are very important because they wouldn't be ants <laughs> without the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, li- life finds a way. Life yeah, finds a way. Yeah, it turns them into males. Like That's clownfish? what Jurassic Park did. <laughs> okay, but clownfish all want to be female. <laughs> they're male until they're dominant in their social chain, and then they get to be the mom. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. No, no females? Become one. Next on Discovery, Next on Channel. Discovery Channel. Anyway, animal, more animal planet, but sure. <laughs> um, Man, I got I got Discovery Plus really quick, breaking away, <laughs> and I've been watching Ghost Adventures. That man is unhinged, and I like it so much. Yeah. Uh, Zach, whatever his last mm-hmm. name is. I like saw jokes about him and stuff, but watching the actual show, like straight up season one, this man's yelling at ghosts. He's hanging nooses. Do you guys believe in ghosts? He's being like, fuck you, ghosts. I, I mean, hate I believe you. in spirits, not necessarily ghosts. I th- I believe in ghosts. It it depends on my mood. Sometimes I believe in ghosts and sometimes I'm like, no, it's I... not existing because I'm scared. <laughs> I think it's a possibility, but I'm also not like really threatened by the idea, as you can see by a Ouija board literally hanging oh, on I the see wall that. behind me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really concerned with it, but I yeah, I have a belief. See, I of fuck it. with ghosts. I do not fuck with demons. Like Speaking anything of, like that, like I will not chance it. Speaking of ghosts, I, I just the like the for the trail one of the trailers for this movie was the boogeyman, and I was like, how dare you make it hard for parents tonight? Their kids are gonna have nightmares off of this trailer. <laughs> now, now these parents have to like literally that. check every it. like every closet I'm, and under people Steve these King. kids' beds now. You mean one of the thirty minutes of trailers in front of the movie? <laughs> They really said, this is a Marvel movie. We're going to put as much trailers in there as possible. (laughs) But um, I I just, uh, yeah, I I think a lot of the characterization needed work on this movie for like the the returning cast. Um, I mean, technically Cassie's not like Catherine Newton is new to the game, but still like Cassie's a character we've grown up with kind of uh in the ant-man movies and all of them feel very underdeveloped or like they didn't really have a lot to their story and i almost wonder if maybe there would have been more time if we didn't have hank and janet like if hank and janet were maybe in the movie but they didn't come along for the adventure it was just scott hope and cassie down in the quantum realm and then maybe janet or hank are trying to get them out from the other end but then the ants wouldn't have saved them no because scott still like can have the little ant thing they just don't no, because the they have ants both are the ones that got king okay which, nobody else could do it and then the ants which again like, that's what i mean by like that was also very do ex machina oh yeah these ants just lived thousands of years and became ultra civilized and then came back to save y'all asses well even more than that (laughs) kang like there's a scene where kang shoots a blast that literally eradicates everything around him almost like a nuclear bomb and he never uses that move at any point during this fight nor to just squash the ants and i'm like why would you not in fact i would use that move every time there's a revolution just Cause you, I don't care about my own soldiers. Screw them. I'm Kang, goddammit. Hey, and then just burn everybody. <laughs> I think that's what I was like. The introduction to Kang was cool. Like, that's cool. You have some awesome power. Then you fight against Ant-Man and his little army of ants. And suddenly you can't do shit. <laughs> Where did that power go? But he's just a little tired. How, why are you suddenly Can worse you than Thanos? Out. That's yeah. why I was like, this, this movie, I, I wish this wasn't an Ant-Man movie. 
not because Ant-Man's not a cool character or I don't want to see more Ant-Man, but because I'm like, if you're going to, like, there's a reason Kang's introduction, both in the comics and even in the cartoons, is always him fighting the Avengers. Because he's that level of a threat. He has technology from, like, the 40th century. You need more than just one. Right, you shouldn't need, it shouldn't take just Ant-Man to take him down. And the fact that Ant-Man did take him down kind of makes it so that next time we see Kang... Like, he's weak. Like, we're going to be like, I mean, are you really that big of a threat? Ant-Man stopped you. If Ant-Man can stop you, like, all these people are should be able to stop you. And especially because they try to set him up to be a badass. Because when he uh, Ant-Man's like, I'm an Avenger. And Kang's response is, wait, are you the one with the hammer? I've killed so many of you. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he, they're already establishing, like, Kang is not to be messed with. He's killed Avengers, including and- Thor, who's a god. And also, like... This Kang in particular was exiled by the other Kangs because he was so much of a threat. And then he gets punched a bunch yeah. and he's dead. Yeah. Well, I guess he gets thrown into the fucking abyss core. The core, but... <laughs> it would have been better if they were like, this is the weakest of us. Because uh, yeah. if you watch Loki, which is one of the postcarded scenes, Loki, uh, Kang's in one of those and he gets killed by the female version of Loki. I believe he's like, you can kill me. And then like a whole bunch of me is going to come. And this would have been like a good way to be like, oh yeah, I wasn't, that King wasn't the strongest or anything. Well, if that's your strongest King, well then yeah, whole counts of you was really scary. And the whole, I didn't find the counts that, that postcarded scene where they're all together in that, like a weird Mm -hmm. arena. Yeah. The council of Kangs. I did not find that threatening. I found it, it was so goofy. funny. It was reason. goofy because they have it was Kang very come goofy. In. Like I, I hate to say it, and it's because he's because he's a, a a black man. But I have to be honest. I was like, stop! Like you, you monkeys, sit down and calm down because they're coming in. Woo! Woo! Ah! I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, calm it down. I didn't know why the fuck they were just screaming. <laughs> Like, chill out. He didn't make any speech or anything. They were just, they were just happy to be just there. They were hyped. The they were ready to go. <laughs> they said, something's going down, and I'm just They're like, let's do this. <laughs> I did. Somebody had their pre-workout. Like, had their pre-workout. Everyone did. They were all sipping, on, sipping, the, sipping the whey and the protein, and they were just like, let's go. <laughs> They're throwing it back. Like, I, just yeah. I I did appreciate in that post credit scene though the reference to the all the versions of Kang because Kang's been multiple versions. There's multiple versions of him in the comics. Uh, he's been a pharaoh of uh, called Ramatut. He's been another villain called the Scarlet Centurion, uh, Imperius like uh, Imperius or whatever. There's one version that I'm hoping we see uh, later down the line where he was a hero uh, called Iron Lad, where he's uh when he's like a boy. And he's like a teenager and he joins the young Avengers as Iron Lad. Um, so I, I liked that there was a few of those versions of him. In fact, the version of him that's like blue with the big like hat and the mustache and stuff. That's um, I think his name is Imperius, who is supposed to be the strongest version of Kang. Um, but I'm not sure. We'll see. I mean, I don't know what they're doing at this point because I thought for sure this version of Kang because like in the, even in the comics, they all we like even though you see the Council of Kangs, there's only one version of Kang who is technically like the Kang the Conqueror, like the big bad that we keep Maybe frequently he seeing. To, and I thought he that was good. himself that. Well, that's what I was hoping we were gonna see. Like, well, his real name is Nathaniel Richards, but um, Kang the Conqueror. What a- <laughs> 
good old I didn't Nate. need to know that. That's like <laughs> Nathaniel. Nathaniel. That's the least threatening hey, name that's ever. middle name. I, <laughs> thank you for proving my point. Nathaniel's like the least threatening name to that's have. That's why he became Kang the Conqueror. That's All like, right? He's but like, like, I how need to you, you myself. How do you try to find my... I am Kang. No, Nathaniel, get down <laughs> there. Nathaniel, stop screaming. Well, I'm curious <laughs> how this is going to go because uh, Nathaniel Richards is the descendant of Reed Richards, who's Mr. Fantastic. And they're planning on doing a Fantastic Four movie. So that's going to be really interesting to see if they play on that when they do Fantastic Four, if Kang is like... In fact, Kang often fights the Fantastic Four. That's normally... If it's not the Avengers, it's them. So <laughs> it's interesting. He just knows he can't fight Granddad. Or yeah, well, he can't kill him. Like, that's Granddad true. Can he live. Can't, the other I one's like, gonna I die. can't kill you, but I can I can make your life hell. <laughs> like, like, um, We're gonna stretch you stretch. But uh, the like I. I, I, I do wish they had done more with Kang and I thought then kept this Kang around as the main well, version of Kang. Well, he dead is what they were alluding I to. guess that's true because it's like if he like he you know more like, trapped. Well, the mo- rule of movies if you didn't see it like if you don't see a body there's no guarantee he's dead. For all we know the core may I mean heck I thought Darren was dead after Ant-Man 1 and apparently that wasn't true. He just was down in the quantum realm. He just got George Lopez. Like, yeah, so uh, so for all we know, he might have been. I thought that's what they were gonna do. Funny enough, is when he gets knocked into the core and then he gets like shrunk in there, and then uh, Hope and Ant Man. Because I was like, the ending has multiple ways they could have made it out. Like when he didn't get when Hope showed up, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're not doing the thing where they're stuck together. And then when Kang gets knocked into the core and he gets sucked in, and then. Uh, Hope and Ant-Man are standing there and the portal opens behind them. I thought that was going to be Kang as soon as they went through the other side. And he was going to be like, yeah, I like it. So the core actually just sent me to another time period and I got out and I just waited and I knew you guys would be here. So I'm here to get my revenge. Let's get some more ass. <laughs> and he's just going to beat their ass <laughs> and then it just be like, and then Kang's like, Kang! And then just flies off with his technology or something. I don't know. No, okay, but the, his own fanfare the second the end, that anyway, so. they, the portal opened behind them, I was like, oh, I thought they were going to trap. Like, that was, it. that would have been more satisfying if it was, like, a struggle to get them back out. Other than, what was the daughter's name again? Cassie. Cassie. Cassie just opens Cassie. a fun little portal, and then everything is fine. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, that would have been a great, like, moment of sacrifice where he's like, the portal is not stable. And he uh, he's like, well, you two go. And, like, I still have to f- keep it stable or open by staying in here or something. Like, some great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, and we were given none of that. In well, that it's film. just, if the movie had stakes. No, again. This movie yeah. has no real, like, major stakes to yeah. it. And it's because every time there could be stakes, the movie is just like, oh, like, it's almost like the studio is like, oh, it's still a Marvel movie. Oh, uh, we can't have that. Hey, Cheddar. <laughs> Do your hands on boy. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, no, you're right. The movie has like no stakes at all. They're not, they're, you you don't, you have like a brief moment where you're like, okay, he may die. And like, that's the threat and that's it. And then everything else is like, you know, he'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the thwomp of you just grabbing his face. But also I noticed like, well, I, I guess it also would have been satisfying if Ant-Man got stuck there. Because then the whole thing of Cassie being like, you need to help more. You need to be more active in helping people. Like, he could have helped them rebuild. 
and then been like, I'm helping by helping this teeny tiny micro society rebuild after being like utterly destroyed. See, that's interesting because I thought of it the other way that it's like, because I I do appreciate that Cassie does admit that it's because I was like, because when she's like, she's giving Ant-Man all this shit because he's like, you don't do anything. Me, see me, me and grandpa have been working in the quantum realm. And then all this happens. And then she like, I'm glad that she acknowledges like, it's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, you see what happens when you start meddling in the Marvel Universe without any regard for for like the repercussions of what could happen. Also, yeah, like, doesn't she she's so into like wanting to help people but then also like she knows that well it's not her grandma but like this woman came out and was like completely traumatized to the point that she wasn't even talking about her time there and she's like yeah let me just send signals down into this place that we know nothing about because nobody will tell us anything about it and like not like this is gonna have any repercussions on anybody else because she doesn't know what the fuck she was messing with. More than she that. She could have, like, ruined the entire world. Neither of them do. And there was no reason for them to map out the right. quantum realm. The grandmother was literally like, leave it the fuck alone. Let's go eat dinner. And then the grandpa and her are like, well, we like now we have science. to see what's down there. <laughs> well, especially because the when she, uh, when, like, the uh, revolutionary is getting captured, she's like, we have to help. And he's like... And I, I wanted Scott so bad to be like, we know nothing about this world. What part of that do you not understand? We don't even know how their weapons work. For all you know, you could try and punch them and then disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Like, we need more information first before we can even help them, begin to help them. But then again, it's like, again, it's that's what I mean by like, they make everything like space. Because it's like, none of that is, I, if it were me <laughs> writing it, that's what I would do to help this differentiate itself where it's like it's not it's not as easy as just yeah you just punch somebody it's like what if everyone down here is made of goo like yeah, the, the second you punch them you just like your your hand you just sinks in got, and you're like it, oh shoot well never mind it's got a straight up like old school sci-fi feel to it how like you watch old sci-fi movies and shows they still wind up on a planet that has the perfect oxygen and gravity level right. for them to you know meet all these crazy well, then there wouldn't that's be a this movie. vibe where it's like okay we don't know there's a hundred other yeah. like where they just pop into this whole world <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're floating somewhere off in some other realm. So it's got that like old school sci-fi feel where it's like, oh, the gravity, the air quality, That's everything perfect. just matches perfectly for humans to survive. I feel like they should have leaned more into like the microbiology aspect of things because they had like some things that were very reminiscent. Like when the sun tried to eat them, that felt very like single, single-celled organism like coming to get you and i feel like they should have leaned more into that to take it away from like space western yeah that's why a lot um, of people are comparing this to star wars because yeah, they're I like felt very star warsy i was getting those vibes the whole time but also i was really sad when they didn't i thought they were going to show a water bear you know the teeny tiny little i can't remember what they're called the, but the oh i know what you're talking them. about yeah what is the name those of like them? organisms that look like mm. it starts with a t well funny enough they they had something similar to that in the second movie when uh, Hank was in the quantum realm the first time. What's the scientific name for water bear? <laughs> but they're like these like puffy... Um, tardigrades. Do you yeah. know what a tardigrade is? They're really cute. I do not. I did. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> well, basically they look... They're called water bears because they, they've got these fat little legs and their weird little suction mouth. But they're... 
the hardiest little fucking creatures you've ever done meet. They can survive in space for a little bit. Like, in complete vacuum. Like, almost, you know, super cold. Uh, not for very long, but, like, they can live and then come back and then just bounce back. But I, I was expecting to see one of those Well, they friends. were in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the first one. When Hank goes to the quantum realm, that's why when he gets there in this movie, he's like, I've been here and I did not see any of this. Where oh, is this I bit? guess they went deeper. So they went deeper, technically a deeper level than that. Okay, well, I haven't seen Ant-Man. But what's funny is I'm like, I prefer the quantum realm in the second movie than in this movie. Because at least then in the second movie, it's different. It's unique. It's, 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 uh, it's, if... It's and almost like a barren it feels like a, Yeah, it feels it's like a, a place you could get trapped. Because a lot of people, they were like, that's why a lot of people were like, why does Michelle Pfeiffer have like makeup and stuff when they find her in the second movie? It looks like there's nothing down here. <laughs> but then in this movie, it's like, oh no, there's like a whole civilization down here. You know what I mean? They got shops, stores, bars. Which also why she shouldn't have that like bad of like, I don't want to talk about it. It's there's because a whole civilization was down there. There's the a whole world. Time. You have friends and family. You get hunted in these movies also, all the time. Can't re- let it affect you. I as feel much. like if she gave some to Bill Murray, there's no way she didn't give some to Kang, right? Like, no, th- I definitely felt the vibes of like th- they were working <laughs> on that core for a while. You know what I mean? Something. I'm just there. saying, it's like it's like Bill. If Bill Murray is like the bottom, like you know, like a pretty solid bar, Jonathan Majors is like all muscled up, like handsome black dude. Like, there's no way <laughs> he's a handsome man. Okay. <laughs> Maybe one of the versions. He's a nice guy. Like an actual nice guy. I don't know. I mean, he was pretty smooth before she found out he was evil. Like he was like, he was a pretty like, hey, listen, Janet. Tap dancing at the end? The guy, he was some sort of like. Yeah, where he's like. like, He's probably a nice man, Nathaniel. Well, I just feel like he's got some moves. He's just like, he's like, listen, Janet, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're trying to get back to your daughter, but girl, come on now. You know what it is. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? He's just whispering that to her ear like that. <laughs> There's two of you now. Um, That's why we click so well. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. She had like a whole like life and relationship and like stuff down there, and then when she comes back up, were you just hiding your that's like a, yeah, relationship that's... and your whole life down there? And then it yeah it becomes less like sad where she was just trapped and hunted. Now she was like, you you had a second family down there, didn't you? <laughs> Do you have I children need there? Daughter, hope because it's like been like thirty <laughs> years. That, yeah, there's like thirty that children. That would an interesting twist if Bill Murray wasn't her lover, but rather like her child or something who's aged up because he's been stuck in the quantum realm. But for her, it's like her know, and Kang had a baby. And well, it was Bill Murray. Maybe not that, but and it was Bill Murray. No, <laughs> you see how dark skinned he is. There is no way Bill Murray is going to be his child. What, you, to, well, she's quite white. I mean, okay, but you, genetics are genetics interesting. Genetics are in the quantum realm. Okay. Neither of them are from the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It messes with your DNA on a molecular level. Don't you know? <laughs> white or they're literally a sentient I, I explain like revolutionary well, leader lady then who's definitely brown skinned. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is no sunlight or need for melanin down there. That's so. the other thing too. I'm like, y'all have sunlight down here? How the hell is that possible? <laughs> There's just a whole lot of things that just didn't make sense about this. Or if you wanted to say they have like a night cycle because it's like, oh, it's it's such a molecular level. Like there's lights in the real world. It's like, okay, but then there shouldn't be a day night cycle. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Asgard. Yeah. In the way that like Asgard, 
in in um was supposed to be this whole new realm and world and you know level uh, a different world than ours but really it's just a different planet right. it's not actually on a whole new godly level or or unearthly level it's just a, a planet that you can probably take a ship to I mean you it'd take a while to get there but you could fly a ship to it that's what this felt like too where I was like, okay, you're supposed to be a whole new realm and world, but I feel like I could probably take a few light years to get to you. And that's what this this was just giving me, was like, oh, it's no longer this cool new realm. It's just, all right, this is another probably planet. They'll find out is actually you can get to it on the rainbow It feels bridge. like they made this world so that they can make it easier for them to turn it into a Disney theme park <laughs> at Disneyland. Like that's how it feels to me. Is I'm like, it's like if it, if it's too creative, they're like they didn't do it with Asgard. They tr- they took the Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll be indiscernible from Star Wars Land, though. <laughs> See, they should have made it more different, more profit. I they should have really got creative with the colors. They could have just. I mean, if they ever want to rebrand Star Wars Land, they can just slather some bright colored paint on it. In this quantum realm now. Quantum realm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just add some more. Here's a question: blues. Do either of you want to see another version of Kang, or would you prefer if this Kang came back? Because that's a lot. Of, that's what a lot of people are theorizing too: is that maybe the way they're going to do Kang, based off of that, the way this movie happens, is that there's going to be every time we see Kang, it'll be a new version of him, not the same person, and and we just know there's other Kangs out there. Well, this one was weak. He. Like, he wasn't, he didn't feel, they made him out like everyone was so afraid of him, but then when it really came down to it, he didn't really feel like a threat. Well, I think it's that he felt like a threat. It's just that the movie had to make him less of a threat. Like, they gave- So that that Ant-Man could win. They gave him too much plot armor. But the thing is, like, if Ant-Man can take him down, like, he didn't feel like a serious threat. I'm like, oh, this is gonna, Ant-Man is gonna take this on, no problem. So maybe, I don't know, I feel like it would be fun to see other versions, but also I don't think I'd be upset if we brought this version back. But then I feel like if they brought this version back, we're going to have to see Janet a lot more because their stories are very intertwined. Mm. And I'm not sure if I really like her character. (laughs) So I guess new versions because I don't like Janet. (laughs) I think the only way I would be comfortable or like, okay, seeing this version of Kang again was if he somehow was able to absorb the strength and power of the other kings to make himself the ultimate one. You know what I mean? The amoebas. Like yeah. an amoeba. Just osmosis. Yeah, just, um, <laughs> yeah, just absorbing them all. Because it's like, yeah, no, this one felt really weak. And I get it, it's because they had to have Ant-Man be the hero in the end and him survive. But, like, it would have had a better explanation had they shown, like, a device that like drained his power so he wasn't as strong or like things weakened because he was in this quantum realm and he couldn't recharge his you know his weapons mm-hmm. or things like that some explanation to why he seemed to be weakened throughout getting weaker throughout well he the movie. only gets well he gets weak and, because and like, the like the ants as they carry him away they damaged all of his tech so by the time he That's fights true. Ant-Man at the end, he doesn't could, have any tech to use you could see so that he, like his like arm so bracer he's nothing but his tech yeah well, yeah. I feel like he's just a human man. But like in that that part, that's explained. But yeah, uh, but then it like but his eyes that, glow. in that moment he gets weak. No, but they no. just glow with the helmet. 
Like oh, he, okay. like he's, he's like no. Kang is just yeah. a normal person. It's just he's so powerful because he has tech from. He's so well. He's super smart, but his tech is from like the 40th century. And then when he, or he's from the 40th century, and then when he discovers time travel, he goes even further than that. Takes the tech from like the 50th century, and then comes back to like you know the 20th century and starts ta- like. And he has that tech is so advanced. It's damn near like he's magical because it's just like it's un, it's ununderstandable by like the 20th century knowledge. Mm-hmm. I would like to make a, a biology joke real fast. Uh, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, your boy Kang went through apoptosis. <laughs> For all you biology fans out there, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure all of them found yeah, it hilarious. They're just laughing right now. Mm-hmm. Can't you hear them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biology. <laughs> you can feel the energy. Do uh, the quantum. Realms. I would like to see this version of Kang, it, just because it would make it easier to keep track of. Because if every time we do a movie with Kang, we get a new version of Kang, it'll take all the stakes out of it. Like there's a there's a reason it was like people got invested in Thanos is because there's only one Thanos, so it's easy to be like this is the character and we get to see them grow. It's why the MCU's work so well because we've seen one character grow along all this like all this time all these movies if we keep getting a new version of kang and we have to keep reintroducing him to people because they're not going to do i don't i at least i don't based off of the council of kangs they're not going to be the well, same person reintroduce? Yeah. well because they're not going to be the same person like kang won't be the same guy i like i feel like he'll play jonathan majors will play him differently we've already seen two versions already and they're two completely different characters but also you were saying like earlier I guess we were saying like, oh, we want something fresh and new. Maybe the fact that if it's a different king every single time, it'll make the fights feel more futile, which adds to the power of even if you kill this version, there's infinite versions of him mm-hmm. that are ready to fuck your shit up. That's true. Yeah, it's and then like and then ending. that'll yeah, that'll be a different a problem of we're not trying to just kill a man. We're trying to stem the flow of this infinite versions of him. And so they'll probably have to go to the source or something like that. And like, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. baby Hitler murder him, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something like that. For yeah. every realm. But like, they'll have to go back to like, you know, some, something like that, I feel. And that's a different plot or they point can just kill than the what we've seen before. Fantastic Four They guy. could just kill the Fantastic. But the thing is, Fantastic Four guy, is he like... If there's so many different versions, like you can't kill every single version, there has to be like they're gonna have to find well, like that's the, the OG. Same for, like, hey, I just wh- wipe out the whole, just wipe out the whole bloodline. <laughs> well, you can't wipe out every. Sometimes single it's better safe than sorry. Well, she's saying like because of the multiverse, there are other Reed Richards in the multiverse, so Kang yeah. will still technically always exist. Yeah, so I'm I feel just... like they're gonna have to figure out a way to work with every single multiversal version of themselves. To get rid of Kang. Well, that's probably what Secret Wars is going to be. But they kind of did that in, they kind of did that in the Strange universe, Strange Doctor Strange movie. And it turns out he did. They just tried to kill Doctor Strange. They're like, yeah, but we're just going to kill you. No, no, I'm telling you, a threat's coming. No, we're going to murder you <laughs> yeah. instead. Like that's not well, helping that's, anybody. Quit murdering that's because just they. Because I I know where this is all leading. Because I know what Secret Wars is. Because I read the book. But it's just, I think that is the plan. Because Secret Wars, much like how DC has Flashpoint as their big reset, like reset button, Secret Wars 
if anything, is probably going to be Marvel's. Like, it's their big, like, multiversal, like, uh, mega event thing. And it was, in fact, what rebooted the Marvel universe, like the comics. So I assume that is what they will use it for. And that way they can finally be like, all right, we're recasting Iron Man. We're recasting Captain America. Like this is a new universe, new characters. We can do new actors, but all the movies you love, those still happened. But now we're starting fresh. <laughs> yeah, but they've already like know, how much more explained phase like five and <laughs> Oh, they listen, can. they can they reboot can the universe. So it's like, we can do it all over again, baby. Now, now with new actors. <laughs> this is all the stuff you love. Renew that again. copyright. <laughs> 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 they're gonna ride this till the brakes come off. Uh, to, oh, sorry, one second. Don't. <laughs> Funny enough, though, I, I like, I did think when they were like talking about, because like when Janet re- uh, mentions like, oh, he was exiled here. I was like, ooh, that'd be an interesting Loki tie, in that he was exiled maybe by Sylvie from Loki. But then when they reveal us the Council of Kings, I was like, oh, that seems a bit early. You're already revealing the Council well, of Kings. I mean, the, <laughs> everyone could it's have watched Loki. Arena, but I guess that's true. But and it comes in order of the timeline before this. So if you're watching it in timeline order, then the Council of Kings is not a new thing. No, it is. Well, I guess because they're not in Loki also, at all. My problem with it is well, it's well they show Loki at the end at the but at it's, the end it's end. like no, no, no. I mean, insinuated. So no, I mean in Loki, the Council of Kings, you don't see yeah. them. But yet. it's like really heavily. Insinuated. It's ins- yeah, it is insinuated that there are more Kangs, but I just feel like the Council of Kangs is like because that's a whole can of worms because <laughs> it's like then it because you're already kind of showing your hand of how many can because it's like one thing to talk about how many, it's another thing to see it. Because once you see it, you're like, oh, shoot, there's like there's like thousands of them, <laughs> probably millions. I think it would have been just more threatening, I suppose, if they had like the worst Kangs for the Council of Kings. Not every single one of them, but like just like maybe like a solid like 10 circular, you know, going on round table style would have been mm-hmm. more threatening. And then they're like, oh, we need to involve more and them like spreading out to show maybe how many more but like this just felt like the whole like how do you, you're getting 150 people's votes <laughs> but they're all the same person so it doesn't really matter do we really need this council really just feels like we're well, all just hanging out on friday because everybody's it, but voting it's yes. also um i think the reason that they have the council was because they were killing each other and so that's like their own truce was to have the council so that they stop like murdering each other so that they can be you know yeah and it is powerful. supposed to be hypothetically uh as far as i know from the because i don't know much about kang in the comics uh outside of like the little bit of stuff that's like happened in comics i have read <laughs> but uh kang as far as i know the council of kangs much like the citadel of ricks in rick and morty is that's supposed to be like thinking, yeah that's that's yeah. where I was thinking that, that idea yeah. comes from the citadels of uh, citadel of ricks is based off of the council of kangs okay and uh <laughs> Yeah, but even in the Citadel Ricks, they had a specific, like, ten councilmen doing everything. And well, then the other, like, Ricks and Kings Those go three about their that lives. we saw, they didn't need to be I in the guess, arena. are supposed to be, like, the actual, like, Council of Kangs. Because the, the shot they use where you see all of them in the arena, that's in the comics. But those are just extra Kangs. They are not all of the council. The council is, like, maybe four or five actual Kang the Conquerors. Mm. Um... 
in this fancy hair. Now, granted, in the <laughs> comics, it's like all of them are Kang the Conqueror from different like time periods. In here, they make it that other versions of Kang, I guess, are the Council of Kangs, but none of them, like none of them, are named that. It's like the Scarlet Centurion, Ramatut, and Imperius. I think it's actually Imperius. I think it is Imperius. In, uh, if I'm wrong. Forget, forget all y'all Kang fans out there. Y'all don't exist. Anyway, <laughs> they're like, it's like, those are the count. That's the council, I guess, is his other versions um, throughout history, which is interesting. Um, so technically, the council is like a very small amount. It's just they called all the Kangs together to, I guess, be like, y'all, look here. We're going to tear down the whole timeline. We're destroying everything. The multiverse is done. <laughs> it's Kang's time now. <laughs> but like like you said, they showed their they showed they kind of showed their hand a little bit early with mm -hmm. all the Kangs. That's what I'll say. It would have been more threatening had you seen maybe like a man like a man like a maybe like ten of them being like, oh, that's still a lot. Okay, that's crazy. They're all coming for you. And then like eventually revealed that there is such a large you quantity kill like all that. The kangs. Right. That's what I mean by like this movie yeah, wants to like, be mega epic, but then it doesn't do the stuff. To like make it all pay off. <laughs> to yeah, it, be just, epic. it oscillates between yeah. being like, Ow. like satirical, <laughs> like comedic, and then being like serious. But I feel like it oscillates enough that they kind of like cancel each other out almost. Well, especially because like it's too comedic to be serious, but it's too serious to be like a funny movie. Well, especially because like. Modok feels like the villain of an Ant-Man movie. He's silly. He's goofy. It works. Kang doesn't. Because Kang is not... It was like two different plot lines. He's not messing around. Like he does not joke around. He doesn't He doesn't have any quips. Like, he is like, I am dead serious. I will kill you. I will kill everybody in oh, this room. And I am kill not... your daughter. Right. And I'm not you. bullshit. Matter of fact, because <laughs> when he, he threatens Cassie and Ant-Man is just like... Like, like Ant-Man's begging for his life and he's continuing to hurt Cassie because he's like, I want it, I want to make it crystal clear. I will kill her. And Do not, not only I will kill her, I will kill her until you want to die. Like I'll kill her so many times. Right. Like I will keep resetting time so you just yeah. watch her die over and over again until I'm satisfied. And even then after I'm not satisfied, I'm still going to let it happen just to prove a point. Yeah. Like that was messed up. But I'm like, but I'm like, I'm good. That's why I'm like, I like this version of Kang, and I ho I was hoping this was version of Kang was gonna Not last. Apoptosis. Well, because I'm like, we don't like the only other villain we've ever had like that in the MCU has honestly been Thanos. Because all the other villains be messing around, <laughs> like they either got jokes or they are the joke. Like the only I mean, ones that have Ultron been... was kind of like a serious one, but even he had quips because he was based off Iron Man's like personality, so he would joke around. I get he he was the love child of Iron yeah, Man, yeah, the Hulk. Because you have Bruce like uh, like the only serious villains we've gotten so far in the MCU is Kang, Thanos, Killmonger, and I guess Namor to a degree. Because like Namor, I mean Namor, he had he like he told a few jokes here and there, but Namor also was like, I ain't bullshitting. When I say I'm gonna do something, damn it, I'm gonna do it. Which 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 one's Namor? From Wakanda which Forever, um, the black uh, from Black Panther, the oh the, the strong what man. What about the yeah. the red Nazi from Captain America? Oh, I guess Red Skull too. I guess Red Skull counts. Oh, it yeah. is actually Red Skull. <laughs> creative Marvel, creative. <laughs> to be fair, that character was made right in, in the sixties, so <laughs> there wasn't a lot of like. 
like doing crazy names. There's them. a whole character named Wonder Man who's supposed to come into the movie soon. <laughs> Played by Yaya Abdul Mateen II, uh, who plays uh, Black Manta and Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> we're getting more big buff black dudes to be in the MCU. Yes, <laughs> I'd love to see it. And we know that's your favorite. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the one character I think we should end up talking about before we before we head out is Scott Lang, is uh, Paul Rudd's character. As I said before, I really like Paul Rudd. I really liked him in this movie. I think he did a really good job. And honestly, if you watch it as a Paul Rudd movie, <laughs> it's even more enjoyable because like Paul Rudd is really good at what he does, and he does he is able to slip between like serious acting to comedic acting really well without it looking too choppy. I think the scenes he was given were choppy, but his acting was, like, good. Like, smooth. Um, so I was like, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I watch this, I'm like, oh, a Paul Rudd movie. I'm like, yeah, totally. I love it and I would, you know, hype it up. But as an Ant-Man movie, no. <laughs> I, as a Marvel movie. Yeah. It feels like, I, I don't know how much real estate they're going to have trying to make more Ant-Man movies after Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I'm like, and after he does what he does in Endgame and Infinity War, I'm like, and we're done. I feel like Ant-Man could just exist in the universe now. Like. He just, he wanted to. Well, because his daughter was like. <laughs> that's what he yeah, was trying to do. <laughs> Went and fucked shit up. That's what he was doing. He was just living his life. Well, because I'm just like, I feel like there's like Ant-Man at least Scott Lang Ant-Man. Because Hank Pym Ant-Man has a very crazy history. I'm honestly, I'm glad MCU Hank Pym is the way he is. Because comic book Hank Pym is a madman and an abuser at times. Sometimes a straight up villain. So (laughs) I'm like, this Hank Pym, nice guy. Old man, just likes to save money on pizza. I dig it. And he likes ants. And he likes ants. (laughs) It's all about the ants. I just, but it's like with Scott Lang, Scott Lang's character in the comics is very like one note. He's like, I'm a retired thief who has the Ant-Man suit. That's pretty much my thing. It's what I do. Uh, And so I'm like, I feel like you could only get two movies out of that. Like, and, and this is proof positive. I mean, granted, you could do whatever you want if you write it right. But, um... I just, I, I thought Paul Rudd, though, in this movie, F. Scott Lang was, he was good. He just, he's doing what, he, like, he always is good because he's more or less just Paul Rudd <laughs> as a superhero. Because Paul Rudd just has a lovable personality. He's just a good dude. And so it that really bleeds does. into the character and makes Scott Lang a person you're just like, man, you're just a lovable dude. Like, I just, I like Ant-Man. <laughs> he seems like a nice dad. It's also that he doesn't have, like, this dramatic turmoil hanging yeah, over like his head all the time. Yeah, like every other character does. Yeah, he's like, I can't do it because of this. And like Ant-Man or uh, Scott Lang is just like, sure, why not? Everyone else Let's go do it. Let's have some fun. therapy. Yeah. He, I mean, he's just... Yeah, they're all like, I must do this because I was betrayed by my loved one. He's like, nope, no, an old man gave me a suit and, you know, I kind of wanted to see what happened. I get and big. There was an aunt I called Anthony and I loved him <laughs> and I'm like, that's my brother. Yeah, Anthony, that's his brother. What are you fucking doing? I, I, I love Hank's inclusions, though, all the time when he's just, he just goes on about his aunts and he just nerds out. Because he's just like, when Cassie's in jail, he's like, I would have broke you out, but with ants. <laughs> 
I'm like, yeah, you would, Hank. Look at you, grandpa. You're just It's just like that grandpa who's just like, he's not a part of the conversation, but he wants to let his presence be known. He's just, he just, he's like, he'll just chime into your conversation for with just a, a comment where you're just like, all right, grandpa. <laughs> sure. He's like, I wouldn't have done bail money. We would have just gotten you out. He's like, also, I was, was like, this isn't helping the conversation. The more I think about the pizza thing, the more I'm like, like, how does pin particle technology work? Like, it, because the way that the pizza grew, it looked like a regular sized pizza. It didn't look like a small pizza no, that it was. stretched. It was a small pizza. I know, but it didn't look like a small pizza that got stretched. It just looked like oh, a it doesn't, size pizza. No, it doesn't stretch stuff. It enlarges it. It increases all the atoms of so the So it item. gives it more atoms? No. Or it just it increases d- the size of the atoms. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, what I'm asking. Does it increase the size of the molecules? Or is it adding more molecules? One could That's assume that understand. it just multiplies the molecules so that but you can get But then it's like, bigger. is it just creating energy? Because that's impossible. Or is yeah, it like technically that's energy a, that's from against, somewhere else? Because like... That's against like the mm-hmm. laws of physics. I mean, listen, all right. All we know is pin particles make things like bigger. So it would just be a bad... I like science. <laughs> so it, it would be, it would be, if anything, a magnification of it. But it would cause it to be, I feel but like, I feel like a that's lot not safe to less eat. lighter than one would think. It's not. It's unstable. But it also would cause it to be a less, a lot lighter than one would assume because it has the same molecular structure as it once did. Creates it unstable, uh, uh, makes it unstable. Then it also makes it lighter. There's probably less taste because there's no extra flavoring. <laughs> and so what you're spreading is like pretty much what, a, what is a 1% stretched out. You're just adding them, I guess? Like between? But then it's like kind He's of a healthier pizza. It's inflation. So I'm just eating air. There is a Mexican health, a healthy Mexican restaurant by me. I love gorditos. This means fat. Oh my gosh, I love them. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Over here? I used to go oh there like God, every man. weekend with my uncle. I don't I don't believe I do not believe you're real. <laughs> I love burritos. All they do is they just okay, don't add seasoning. Is, I love it because I love the black beans and the rice. And then we literally go every weekend because we're I'm vegan and he's vegetarian or he was vegetarian. And so we would just get beans and rice to go with chips and then eat it like a salsa mix. I mean we wouldn't eat anything else. Okay, well then that's well, like fine, but like everything else on the okay, menu, I haven't had anything it's beans and rice. <laughs> it's literally just no seasoning. That's what how they make healthy Mexican food. I mean, no I like seasoning. I just awful. sneaky snack, nostalgic. You like, you like beans. Here's and rice. I like beans and rice. <laughs> you like and beans salsa. and rice. Okay, we would put their salsa on there. It was pretty good. And hang out. Oh, okay. yeah, I was just going to say, the si- <laughs> you can't go by the off the science of uh, comic book stuff because it's already the science was already broken from the beginning of the, the first movie. Remember how they have a whole discussion where he's like, yeah, Scott, you're shrinking yourself, but you still have the same amount of density and structure, which is how he can punch as the size of an ant. But it's like, yeah, but that's only, that rule only applies when you want it to because Cassie shrinks a whole cop car in this movie and that cop car does not weigh the same as much as an actual car. Well, the thing is like when he's big, he hits harder when he shouldn't be able to hit harder. He should be hitting softer. Or he's able to hold up things so too. The thing is, yeah, the science doesn't work. The science never strength. works. The science doesn't work in Iron Man either. The man literally has tons of missiles and bullets inside of a a very 
close quarters man-sized suit that looks like a man. <laughs> True. It would get way too hot. There, there's no way that there's technology that can cool that fast enough to like, if you're, it's like firing a gun next to your hand. Like you're going to get burnt. There's well, no way. He's at least not without proper insulation. Well, I don't know how he's going to fucking insulate it that close to his skin. It's, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. You can't go by science. This, this is a world where if you get hit with a gamma bomb, instead of just dying like everything would, you turn into a rage-filled monster. But only when you're angry. No other time. Okay. <laughs> not when you're aroused or just happy or nothing. Well, I mean, you may not necessarily <laughs> die with a gamma. You most likely will get cancer. He, he doesn't get that either. But the thing he, is that he's just perfectly dies. fine. The vast majority of people in this universe do get cancer and die or just die. Okay? The people who become heroes, it seems like they were probably already predisposed in their genetics <laughs> to be heroes when exposed to something. You know? But also, like, did you know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are in the same universe as the MCU? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. <laughs> How? Because um, I'm pretty sure who who delivers pizzas. So someone basically one of the characters delivers pizzas to a manhole cover, and they talk about it. Like you know, Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil, the same thing that blinded him and gave him his powers. Is what made the turtles. I mean, it's a parody of it, but yeah, because the turtles are based off of Daredevil. Exactly, but I'm saying that they've they've made it so that they're in the same universe. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles do exist. They're just not talked about because you know they're <laughs> fucking turtles. <laughs> but uh, I just this this movie. I feel like it's just a lot of squandered potential. I feel like if they were going to introduce Kang, you it's have to, fun. you should, they should introduce Kang in like an, another Avengers movie mm-hmm. and then have the Avengers lose because they suck because Iron Man and Captain America and Hulk, like the Avengers are not there. It's just a B Avengers team and they just like get their ass kicked and they're like, we got to tell everybody about this Kang dude, man. He's like, bad news. He beat all of us <laughs> We need, and all of our heavy hitters are gone, like except Strange and technically Hulk's around, but he's not the Hulk we know. You know, I mean, he's Smart he's Hulk now. now. Yeah, <laughs> like he's not like Rage Monster Hulk. I think you, we we got kind of this glimpse in Loki, but even that version of Kang died, so it wasn't that mm-hmm. much of a threat either. So th- there's been multiple now versions went. of Kang dying. Yeah, we need a version of Kang. Yeah. And I, one person said it in a in a review I watched that I was like, "That's actually a pretty good idea." Is they were like, "Why didn't they just do a Kang movie, just showing Kang like rise in power?" And, yeah, and I feel become like they should like, have like shown his backstory. Yeah, like show his backstory, show him become powerful, and then like and like how powerful he is, and then at the end of the movie, like they did in this movie, Kang will return, and it's just like okay, now we know who Kang is, like officially, not he who remains from Loki. It's Kang, and it's like you like hey, if you like this, can't wait to see him fight the Avengers. Can't wait to see him fight. Well, really, the whole MCU, really, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Avengers, especially, or Fantastic Four, or whoever. And I feel like that just would have been a better idea, and it would have been a great way to kick off Phase Five. Like they haven't done a villain movie yet in the MCU at all. That'd be good. So it'd be it'd be fun. I mean, the closest we're gonna get is, I guess, Agatha's getting her own show. Yeah, we get anti-heroes, but we don't get like villains. Yeah. So it would have been. They're gonna make a way to make Agatha a morally great character. Oh, technically she is actually. Well, yeah. Agatha's not a bad but the guy. Thing is, like, you can also look at it that Kang is a morally great character because he believes 
that like these lives are so insignificant on a universal scale, like a multi-universal scale, that it's like stepping on a bug. Well, Kang's whole thing. Like he believes it's almost like a lot of villains can be categorized into anti-villains. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because, uh, well, Kang... He believes he's trying to save the, the multiverse. Well, because he's, because uh, the incursions are coming. Mm-hmm. Which is like, which we kind of saw a bit of in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So it's like, he's kind of like Thanos in that way. In that Thanos is like, I'm trying to keep the universe together. Right? If I delete 50% of y'all, yeah, there'll be plenty of resources. Dumb. He could have just made 50% more you know, uh, resources. <laughs> but it's like with Kang, he's like, no, it's inevitable. The universe is going to end. So I need to take over so that I can get things prepared so that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you gotta break a few eggs. Yeah. To make an omelet, you know? He's, uh, it's, Soviet Russia. <laughs> which is funny because the Eternals already did that <laughs> in the Eternals movie with the uh, Celestials being all like, I'm just gonna destroy a few planets, but then we're gonna make more planets later. So, you know, maybe trillions of people gotta die, but we'll make like, like or a couple billion, but then we'll make trillions. So it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We're gods. Individual <laughs> life doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, grades. Why were you great? Like, Alex, what's your grade for this movie? I think it's a solid. I'm going to give two grades. For a Marvel and Ant-Man movie, it's a C. For a Paul Rudd movie, it's a B. <laughs> um, like I said, I think his, aunt, uh, his acting was really good. I love Paul Rudd. He s- goes through his lines and his scenes really smoothly. I think. Marvel feel, feels like they keep putting two movies in one. The same with like the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That was a Doctor Strange and a mm-hmm. Wanda movie. This one was a King and an Ant-Man movie. They have this like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's not, it's clearly not working very well. And this was your jump off start for phase five and introducing this very powerful villain that ended up not being very powerful. Mm-hmm. I do give credit to the CGI and the green screening. That wasn't as horrible as it could have been. It w- I thought it was actually really good. It was very colorful. Uh, they really got to start toning down the gold. <laughs> they love gold. In these movies. I get it. It's supposed to be like magical in other words. But like there are other colors than gold, <laughs> man. Like have a silver. Bri- Silver's great. I love wearing silver. Um, the a lot of the characters weren't exactly necessary to the plot and were there for like an emotional device and I get that but like the whole family didn't mm-hmm. need to be involved the entire time you know and just like this is supposed to be a Scott Lang and the way they ended it I think they didn't give enough credit by letting his character survive or like going home and being happy they did it they kind of discredited their villain and then like dis dishonored their hero because he ended up not making a sacrifice. He and ended up just, changed. you know, doing what he always does. Yeah. And like, it was the same thing. They close up the realm. Those people are still down there or what's left of them. You know, I don't know if everybody's left down there, but like that. And they go back up and have their own merry little way. And yeah, he gets a sense of dread, but like, he's also been through tons of shit. So like, he's going to be living with a sense of dread his mm-hmm. entire life from now on. Um, that kid's definitely going to have to go to therapy. Okay. <laughs> Cassie. Definitely therapy for her. But, like, they could have done... Had they willing, more willing to actually treat it 
like an actual Marvel movie and not a goofy Ant-Man movie, they probably could have done so much better. Um, so I was like, like I said, like a C. It was very average. I didn't regret watching it. I would recommend it to others. But at the same time, it wasn't. It could have been more. Definitely could have been more. Yeah. What about um, you guys? I would give it like a C plus because like while I was watching it, I enjoyed myself. Like I would I would not go back and unwatch it. <laughs> <laughs> and while I was watching it, like I wasn't thinking about like the CGI, which means that I wasn't noticing like flaws mm -hmm. like while i was watching it i was like oh this is cool that's cool like the plot wasn't great and like the characters felt underdeveloped but it wasn't enough that it was like unenjoyable um so i mean i liked it i had a good time uh but you know same sentiments like kang didn't really feel like a threat to me um and i don't know how they're gonna use this to jump off and like go on because they tied up all the loose ends or else it feels like that. And they're like, maybe we didn't. But like, they didn't show anything to be like, oh no, it's, there's something like, there's still a threat here. Other than I guess like the Council of Kings. But that was like an after credit scene. They too. didn't show a threat for that particular like king. They didn't show a threat for the They king didn't make this Ant-Man movie feel like we needed it in this like, it, it feels yeah. like whether or not this movie was created, the plot that they're thinking of making would have gone on. Yeah. It was just, like, a fun movie yeah. to watch. But, like, it wasn't, like, in the MCU storyline, it didn't feel necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm giving this movie a D plus. Uh, I think... It's not Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. If, if anything, Paul Rudd and Jonathan Majors, he it feels, carried. It feels he carried. bad because both of them carried this movie on their backs because um, they're the best parts of this movie. Whenever it's them together, I'm like, this is fantastic. And I guess Michelle Pfeiffer's scenes when she's with Kang are great. When she's with anyone else, it's like, it's like the script just holds her back. And I'm like, why? Like, she's like, because Michelle Pfeiffer's a great actress. But, um, but there's a lot of, yeah, there's just, there's too many characters in this movie and it's because they want to have like, especially because Janet and Hank are, are Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're the original two in the comics. And then Scott is also um, Ant-Man and then Hope is a new character. They made her up. But, um, but the, technically they do have She's a daughter. She's now the Wasp. They are. Sure. They do have a daughter that is Wasp in the comics too, but that's a whole other thing. And then Cassie becomes Stature in the comics so it's like okay cassie has a suit whatever but to have all of them in one movie is a lot it was already starting to feel like a lot with just ant-man and hope and hank in one movie together in the last one and now you've added more characters it's like when you uh when you make a pizza bigger there's just a lot of air <laughs> so it's just like they've they, there's just too many characters in this movie that they don't get enough time to flesh out any of them as far as like where their journey is now. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, we know who Ant-Man is. We know who Hope is. We know who Hank, like we know who the characters are, but every movie should feel like these characters are growing and changing. It's why people didn't really feel Thor Love and Thunder that much because it doesn't feel like Thor changes at all in that movie from start to finish. He's the same character he was when he started as when he is when the movie ends. 
And it's the same problem here where it's like, it doesn't feel like these characters grow really because the movie holds itself back to let them grow, to let Ant-Man fail, to let Cassie be wrong, to let Hope maybe not like Janet so much by the end of this movie. Like, not, like all these really interesting drama moments are in there and this movie takes advantage of none of them because it still wants to be happy-go-lucky MCU. But if you're trying to use this as your setup movie for this epic journey we're about to, like, you know, this next however many years long journey we're going to do, like how we did the 11-year journey to get to Thanos, you got, like, one of these movies is just going to have to be dark. <laughs> like, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they can't all be like, yeah. and everything was all right at the end. Like, some of these are going to have to be, like, you, your child leaves the theater traumatized because their favorite superhero died. Like, 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 like when uh, Iron Man died. Right. Like, it's just, like, it's just going to have to be that. Like, Iron Man died. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we are in the spoiler section, so it's fine. <laughs> um, um, that's but it's just I, I, I wanted more of that in this movie, and it had the potential to be that. I think that's why I'm giving it such a low score because it's not like this movie that wasn't a possibility. It's like you could see the writing on the wall, especially with Ke- how they use Kang and how well they do making him like the serious counterpoint to how goofy everything is. I feel like this movie had a lot of potential and just kind of wasted it all. And, uh, and you know, maybe hopefully the next time, the next thing I think Kang's supposed to be in is Loki season two. So we'll see maybe, cause that's the entry point of Kang and that show handled him, I think pretty well. So I hope that in Loki season two, I mean, this after credit scene especially makes me see, makes me feel like maybe they will, but I don't know. We'll see. I think, I think what it essentially like comes down to, at least in my opinion, is that it follows the hero's journey template until the very end when it's like status quo but changed, Mm -hmm. which makes it feel like wrong because it's following this template that we know so well until the end where there's no growth. Mm -hmm. And then that just feels wrong and it makes the whole thing feel like none of it should have happened. Like story wise, um, yeah. It's my tidbit. Yeah, I mean, he just—it's it's, it's just the same, the same thing. The movie starts and ends but it the should, same it way. Should he ends up with the family. That's it. Yeah, like it should be status quo, but different. Because that's how every single hero's journey story goes, generally, at least in our culture. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, one thing did change. He had to pay. He like that man made sure he paid for that sandwich and that, or that, that coffee. That was an expensive sandwich. He pay, he's coffee. like, you gonna pay for this coffee now? Oh, this no. time, I know who you are now. You ain't Spider Man. Pay that twelve dollars. <laughs> pay that shit right now. Put it on the counter. <laughs> and Scott's just a nice guy. He pays it. Why do you think Spider Man's like a? Spider-Man's also like 12 compared to Scott Lang, who's yeah. like in his 40s. Well, he's in college now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're, I'm, they're, that, they did announce new Spider-Man movie is coming eventually from the MCU, so. Oh, this might be a little off topic, but Alex, what do you think about Loki and female Loki being together? I think it's incest. Jerome does not. I said it's not incest because they're the same person, just from a different universe. And I said, no, I feel like that. it still feels incesty to me. It's, it's an incesty vibe. I agree with that. It's technically but I'm not. Like, but also, like, genetically, but it's, also it's like twins. Way, it's also the way 
Because their their genetics are not exactly yes the and same no. because it it's the same with Umbrella Umbrella Academy. I, I didn't really watch it. When Luther and they're like they're adopted by the same person. Technically not incest. Raised by the same man, call each other brother and it's sister. Still in- I guess like Dexter. Bumps. Like that was very, very incesty. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. It, it, that, I never finished Lucky they, they were, because of those weird vibes. It was just grossed me out too much. Yeah, but at the same time, they weren't raised together. They weren't but raised as the family. Person. They never called each other Eddie's. Like, I like for me. I'm like. I mean, we all. I think if they had a baby, that know, child would be fucked up genetically. No, it wouldn't, because they're like for all we know, she's from a different universe. Their genetics might not even be the same as ours. Like how it works. Maybe that's but what I'm saying. Still, that's why I'm like wrong. it's not incestuous to me because I'm like they're from a completely but different universe. But the way universe. that they set it up, it just feels even the way they wrong. describe it. They don't describe it as an incestuous relationship. They describe it as a narcissistic one because they're the same person. <laughs> yeah. So okay, that was just my thing. It has a vibe to it, off. but technically it's not. <laughs> but it 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 is better. I prefer it more over to the ones who. Are like mm-hmm. adopted because I have like step siblings or have grown up in relationships that, relationship ooh, that you, yeah or step siblings or step siblings adopted siblings or people who have just generally called each other family they are strangers when they meet yes it is yourself but like you know love yourself <laughs> not that you know, literally they, please that's no boy yeah for some people it is for some people they look um, in the mirror and they're so, like you're the only person I'm attracted to you know that's <laughs> yeah and things get weird and that's when things are you know your own private yeah, thing yeah but in private we don't need to uh, watch so that. like I get what you're saying <laughs> yeah I was really hoping like I was really hoping for well, the Loki connection Nelson. though past just the mid after credit scene because I was like the, that's the other problem the MCU is facing right now nothing feels connected anymore mm-hmm. it all feels like <laughs> fragments Especially with the shows where no, there's like no crossover. Yeah. Unless they absolutely need to, like She Hulk. Like you have to have the Hulk in there because that's where her powers come from is a blood transfusion. <laughs> they should just use Tommy, Tommy Woo. Well, Jimmy no, Woo's Jimmy in this Woo. movie for like one scene with no dialogue. <laughs> well, I meant with the other one, which I, I was so upset about. <laughs> I meant like he, they could have used him in. Um, Miss Marvel? Yeah, that could have been Marvel? cool if he was in Miss Marvel. They could have used him that. They could have somehow used him in Lo- I feel like you could have found a way to use him in Loki some way, somehow. Like, he could have been almost like uh, or, the new like, Nick Yeah, Fury. or the new yeah, Coulson. He's just a little bit in everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah more so than you Coulson, where he just has his hands in everything. And then he's played by a fantastic actor. Jimmy Woo's character in general is full. And I love that they kept that whole sleight of hand thing that I had mentioned mm-hmm. uh, in the last podcast that he learned from Scott I, Lang. I, I think that would have... I, you know what, Alex? I think that's actually a really good idea. They need a new Coulson. Because when the first movies were yeah. coming out, because they were new and nothing was connected then either, that was the connective tissue was Phil Coulson. So... It would be nice if maybe like Jimmy Woo became the new Coulson, you know? Yeah. That almost, you know, human, the human being that they all connect with and they're like, well, he might be hurt. So now we care about him. So we got to do what we can for him. Like Kang just kicks Jimmy Woo and they're like, hold up. You ain't going to mess with Jimmy. (laughs) Ant-Man, Captain America, everybody. We got to get over here. (laughs) Yeah, you don't mess with the human. (laughs) 
Yo, like he took Jimmy. Does he know when he's curb stomps Scott? <laughs> oh my god! I was I was shook. Yeah, I was <laughs> like I was like Kang, Kang. That's when he became a true black man. He was like nigga, mother, <laughs> like just curb stomp. That was brutal. Like, but then it wasn't, the it wasn't now. that bad because one scene later, all the blood that was on Scott's face was gone. I did notice that. <laughs> he had blood running down his mouth and nose, and then in the next scene, it was gone. Well, especially because Scott throws punches. I love that scene when, when mm. Scott gets back up and, and Kang's like, are you sick? Okay, come on over here. And Scott throws one punch and Kang blocks it, punches him in the face. I'm like, do you see how big he is? You are not going to beat him, like, okay? <laughs> well, also, he just has like blood pouring out of multiple orifices. Of He's like, I'm going to take a swing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to take a swing. Which direction are you trying to aim? Let's try to figure that out. What version are you seeing of him? What number are you trying to punch? <laughs> After the curve stop alone, I'm like, I feel like he would start seeing stars. Like, God dang. Because this man crushed the helmet under his foot. And he, that's with no technology, no powers. He just, he's just that strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Scott was desperately fighting. Like, he was desperately fighting to keep him out of that portal. Because, yeah. you know, he would have gone back, killed his daughter, most likely, and then the whole Earth. I like, guess. he was fighting for himself and his family and the whole planet. I don't know. At this point, should we be saving the Earth? Can okay, but, like, also think about all the dogs and the cats. Cheddar would die, too. Like, that's not, a, that's unacceptable. Just because <laughs> it happens, <laughs> just because humans might be irredeemable, doesn't mean the rest of the planet is. Dogs and cats kill each other all the time. They, they do cruel things all again. the time, it's fine. but they don't have the moral compass to make. it I don't meaningful. believe that cats do. Cats know what they're doing. Uh, that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Cheddar's a dick. He's an asshole. But he- this man figured out that the lamp by my bed is a touch lamp, and that he gets fed at five o'clock. And at 5.01, that lamp turns on. Or now, I have this thing. Uh, I have a CPAP machine. And my tube hangs on this uh, little, like, hanger thing. He has figured out, if I grab this, it pulls on my mom's face. So, no, they're, like, They know exactly what they do. They are very smart creatures. Too. Okay, but they aren't destroying the earth and we are. That's the only possibility. You believe me, all right? If they had the capability. Actually, actually, no. Cats okay, uh, are one of the main reasons for a lot of species but that's going endangered. But fault. We are bringing an invasive species You can make as many excuses as you want, but cats are dead, are deadly cats. creatures. Cats, yeah, cats. they're still. I love, I love cats. cats. <laughs> I love cats. But they are just they like are the black whole fish. Other creatures they're the murderers of the sea. Like, <laughs> like the lionfish. Yeah, that too. They should not be in places that they are. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. socials, here we go. Because <laughs> we've been recording for nearly two hours. Let, let, let's do that. Alex, where can people find you? Um, that was a rattling moment. Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. And on TikTok, you can find The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of the show as well as things we may be reviewing ahead of time. And also my own mini reviews of when I'm stoned and I like to annoy people by my inaccuracy. The last one I reviewed was Ghostbusters, and people really enjoyed that. But 
Um, so come see me there. What about you, Jerome? Well, you can find me at not Jerome Rent on Instagram as well as at Robo's Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see all the other creative stuff I'm working on. And uh, follow us on all of our social medias, again, at the first ones to die. But also check out the YouTube channel if you want some extra content that you can't get on the streaming services. So stuff like book reviews, mini reviews, gaming content, all types of things. You can find it all up there on the YouTube channel. And definitely do pay attention to the Instagram because uh, we will eventually start uh, streaming on Twitch again. So be on the lookout for that uh, when we're streaming and when we go live so that you can be there, be part of the conversation, comment, uh, you know, all that stuff. Well, speaking of commenting, also comment below on this video if you're watching it on YouTube and uh, tell us what you thought about Ant-Man or just a review or just things in general. I don't know. Tell us what you think about pizza being enlarged or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear your stories about quantum dynamics. Uh, did you want to plug anything or whatever? I know you uh, didn't sure. last time, so. Sure. <laughs> uh, you can find me a lot of places at uh, Ariomeo, which is like Romeo and Juliet, but Ari. And then Omeo. <laughs> I make fan fiction art. Uh, I don't know if that's your if that's your thing. Uh, go check it out. Tumblr, AO3. Yeah, I, I love fan fiction. Oh, so fancy fan fiction. Like you know the like YN, but I don't use YN. First like person cool. fan fiction. You'll never <laughs> see it, but like we'll, we'll trade fan fiction. You should see my AO3, but you'll never see I don't see, care. No, I, nobody's ever it's seen my AO3. It's on the internet for to see. That's your cup of tea. That's your cup of tea. Not if you... <laughs> Sorry, Cheddar, Cheddar's showing what he can do. Show me what you do. On this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next week when we talk about, speaking of animals, we talk about the greatest of animals, uh, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Talking about uh, yes. this bear out here on this cane, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and I got chastised for saying cocaine earlier. Hmm. It's just... I'll remember that. <laughs> you just... Yeah. The bear, the bear <laughs> just out here like, come on. Bring out the... <laughs> like, like, put it in the picnic basket, baby. <laughs> the real story of cocaine bear was very sad, It though. is very tragic and sad, that but this is that not that cocaine bear. bear. so quickly. But before we, before we get into that, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye to our viewers. Before we do another bumming out. Uh, see you next see week. See you all next week. Have a good week. Thanks and for having Thanks me. for listening. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye.